Welcome to Creative Labs by Alchemy, a podcast from alchemymerch.com that explores the lives of creators and their experiences bringing their art to the marketplace. Hosted by Greg Kerr. And we're here with Zach Matthews. Uh, we've been working with Zach for about four years, making pins, and uh, wanted to sit down and try and talk to him about his process with design, kind of learn a little bit more about Zach's path of uh, as an art creator. And you can follow him at Zach Matthews Art on Instagram. And his website to check out some of the pins that he's selling is crunchyfingers.com. And we'll put all that information uh, down below for everybody. And his Instagram is on the screen. So uh, welcome, Zach. And uh, I appreciate you, you, thank you taking the time to, to sit down and talk with us. I mean, we've been working for you know, four years now. Thanks. You told me yeah. about that. I couldn't believe it's actually been four years since you made your first pin, which is just kind of, kind of crazy. Um, so I wanted to talk to you cause you know, you've not only pushed the limits of what we can do with pins, you're doing translucent metal sprays, you're doing all glow, right. everything you're doing thicker metals. You've got three D's <laughs> and translucents and all this kind of crazy stuff. And, right. <laughs> And I wanted to see, like, I mean, how did you even get started with with art in a professional sense? You know, uh, before right. before you got into making merchandise. Yeah, like, I think she froze up. It's all good. So, how did you get start? <laughs> how did you get started with you know art in a professional sense? Well, it uh, really started with airbrushing, and that started in high school. We actually had an airbrush class, and so I was taking that, and then uh, that kind of led after school, um, a few years after school, after working, you know, kitchens, painting houses, all kinds of stuff, um, but got into the art department at Big Dog Motorcycles, and uh, yeah, started learning how to do graphics and lay out flames and kind of took airbrushing to another level so you took um, kind of you started actually like airbrushing on motorcycles like on the tanks or people were yeah. bringing in saying hey i want you know i want flames on my chopper you know <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah. and it's just kind of like figure it out put it on there you know what i mean do you get nervous when you're dealing with something that's like so expensive you know and you're oh, like, <laughs> absolutely you know <laughs> and when it was in the factory you know setting there was 20 other airbrush artists in there and we were almost in like paint booth cubicles, you know? So, and every day we were cranking out a whole project, a tank, two rear fenders and like an oil bag with, and we get like a memo that says like skull with flaming eyes <laughs> and dice. You know? And then it was literally up to us to, you know, interpret whatever that dealer's order was, you know, so that was kind of my first entry into, you know, professional full-time art, you know, but I've done art since I was little. It's yeah. just kind of been in the family, you know. Were you airbrushing t-shirts in school and stuff for everybody with like cool hip-hop logos and things like no, that? No, <laughs> no, I've never... 
actually never really airbrushed any t-shirts, like maybe one, you know, but I was doing large canvas pieces, just real weird organic tubes and weird stuff. And that was in high school, but yeah. Were you you trying to take your, like, were you trying to do fine art and take that into a commercial space to be doing uh, galleries or things like that? Or were you kind of painting sake yourself were you selling stuff back then i honestly i just loved art and thought you know the airbrush seemed cool and we had it as a class so i thought i'd try it and that's kind of the direction was more like not necessarily fine art but um you know paintings that i i could sell gallery style you know that was kind of the goal then and ended up in the motorcycle industry for <laughs> since 2003. Do you ride a motorcycle? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, so yeah. what took you from, so you're working at a shop, you're doing tanks, you're doing parts, you're doing these custom things, people come in. Um, mm-hmm. And then at some point you ended up, kind of getting starting your own shop right um yeah or, or going out yeah. on your own like what made you take the leap because you know i mean a lot of artists especially you've got a you got a gig full-time gig you know you're working right. you're paying your bills you're doing your thing like what makes you take the leap that says well how, i'm just going to open up my shop and see what happens you know because that's a that's a can be a little scary yeah. on the finances and everything you know yeah yeah we uh we moved from wichita to North Carolina, you know, about a year and a half or so after I started at Big Dog. And uh, at that point, I was like, okay, I have this whole new skill set. So when we got out here, um, I got into a, a shop where, you know, they were doing body work and stuff like that. And worked there for like four years and had an opportunity to um, get into a place by myself, you know, me and Jess and, you know, it was pretty good for about five or six years, you know, then it's always a roller coaster ride, you know? Well, how did but, you go about getting clients? You know, did you, cause you just moved to a new oh, area, you know, so yeah, were you, it was, you know, out flyering or, beating, you know, it was beating down the pavement. It was before <laughs> Facebook and like really, I mean, we didn't even have a computer when we moved out here, you know? So it was like (laughs) using the phone book and um, just going and visiting all the Harley shops and any motorcycle dealerships. And, you know, I had a photo album with pictures of, you know, all the bikes I'd painted. And at the time I left Big Dog, you know, I had, I'd probably painted 60 or 70 bikes in like a year and a half, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, so I mean that it all just kind of, it's weird how stuff happens, you know, just kind of one opportunity, you know, led into us having our own shop, you know, and that's when ZMCC was born. And that's that was what, probably. What's um, the CC stand for, by the way? Uh, custom creations. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so figured that could cover any sort of art stuff, you know, whether it was bikes or sculptures or 
anything auto-related. So had you, I mean, I, I've seen you shared with me some stuff. I don't, I don't remember what it was you were working on. Like, I don't know if it was like a redo or remake of like a Bob's Big Boy or so, oh. so, <laughs> like rebuilding a statue. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you do airbrushing, you do all this stuff. Like, had you mm-hmm. practiced a ton of these other mediums or were you just like, eh, I'll figure it out. You know, I'll, I'll figure out if I can do this and just take on the job and, you know, how, how do you get, well, gain the confidence to do something like that? Getting into the motorcycle stuff, especially, you know, whenever we opened the, our first shop, um, just learn how to do body work and pretty much everything from raw metal, body work, base paint to artwork, clear code, final buff. So all of those things kind of translate into, you know, like the big boy statue that was an old fiberglass statue, you know. Um, but yeah, we had that at the shop I'm at now. So we went from our our shop out in the country where we had like our house and shop on property and decided to, you know, through circumstances, downsize and uh, teamed up with Auto Arts, a custom car shop in downtown Raleigh and so kind of at that point I was able just to focus on art and like their team takes care of all the body work and all that sort of stuff so now I'm just focusing on art there oh nice and then you know I I don't know where in the progression you know at some point I, were you and you weren't really selling these art pieces you were you know basically getting commissioned to do this to do the labor to do the work the creation based off of somebody's exactly. design and what makes you go i'm gonna make an enamel pin you know like it, it's such kind of a <laughs> random thing because you're doing all you're working right. in this space right. doing these custom jobs and then i remember you know i still remember when you sent that over because you sent over it was this like Full size, full color, robot eating a sandwich, sitting on a stump, yeah. I think. Uh, it was probably right. like 35 colors. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> All of them. Yeah, it was every color. And I somehow mm-hmm. convinced you to make a one color pin, I think, with no ink or one color of ink. I'm still not sure. Yeah. And, and to cut it in half. Um, right. But what made you go... Hey, you know, like, were you into, were you buying pins? Were you following other artists that were making pins? You know, Um, what got you to take that leap into that? Kind of, kind of what stemmed to it was I was just getting to the point where, you know, after years and years of doing commission work and painting what other people imagined, you know, and I'm interpreting it with my own imagination and just wanting to get back into just art. And um, so I started making some prints. Like I researched like for months on how to do the best prints and all that stuff and learning how to, you know, scan artwork, buying a big flatbed (laughs) scanner and, you know, all this stuff and started scanning some of my paintings and drawings and, uh, was really like, okay, I need to have an outlet for just things I want to create. 
and uh, opened an Etsy shop and had uh, prints on there. And then uh, through being on Etsy, I started noticing like just different enamel pins that were like extremely detailed. I think the first one I saw was like a, an Adventure Time pin. <laughs> and it was like Jake the dog. And it was like, hundred tiny jakes you know making like a full-size jake the dog and i was like wow <laughs> you know if they can do that i didn't realize that level of detail was even possible like in a, an animal pin but that's kind of yeah so then i started researching how do you make a pin you know <laughs> And looking at all these different websites, and I finally had randomly was listening to a podcast, um, Adventures in the Design, and my buddy Gerald had been on there and listened to his and kept listening because it was a good show. And then eventually you popped up, and I think you were, it was for miles to go, and you were just starting pin game strong and so i got to your website and i was like okay because like in the facts page you know it actually broke things down to where you could understand it wasn't just upload a photo and we'll give you a quote sort of thing you know and then i think that's why i emailed you and showed you the robot sandwich <laughs> And then I tried to crush your dreams into reducing it to something, right. you know. Um, I, I probably was like, yeah, we can do this as a full color offset, but I don't think you're going to like it. Uh, yeah. You know, but it's funny, you know, you sent that one over um, and, you know, we, we brought it down to this kind of style, but in a weird way, I don't know, like it kept it really clean, gave it like a classic style as a robot. I, I think we did like an antique silver yeah, I think it was black ink. I don't remember if we did like yeah. a sandblasted on it. Um, so, I mean, you get this first pin. Were you moving a lot of prints through the shop where you thought, okay, well, I'm no. going to toss a pin up. I'm cruising, you know, like, yeah. what, what do you do at that no. point? You just kind of start telling friends, post on Instagram. Like, how do you figure out how yeah. to sell these things, you know? Yeah, I mean, at that time, I had an Instagram for a little while and just was sharing you know, art stuff, bike stuff. Um, and the print thing really, you know, I'd sell a handful of them, enough to cover my production for the prints, you know. But it felt good, you know, that at least enough were moved to, you know, cover production. Um, but it wasn't quite there yet, you know. It's like I was still chasing something, which I, you know, always will be. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I just threw it up in the Etsy shop and put up some posts on Instagram and on my Facebook and, and then, I don't know, it, it took a little bit, but once people, you know, started getting them and I think at that time, like as soon as I made enough money to cover production, I was already ordering another, like for <laughs> yeah. a new design, you know, and <clears throat> kind of did that for a while, you know, and now, now it's like 
the pen side of my business versus, you know, the custom automotive stuff, I, the pen stuff does so amazing, you know. Would you say that's kind of at this point that that, you know, you've been selling pins at least uh, for four years. At this point, has that kind of taken over as the main source of income compared to the shop? Like, what? how are you, how's your time split up kind of now between what was the gig and what's, you know, and now selling right. your, your, your own right. personal custom work, you know? Right. And that's what's insane is, yeah, the pin stuff is pretty much the bigger part of the business Um. Which is which is good because it's brought like balance. Because with the custom automotive stuff, it's always um, kind of a roller coaster where you might have really awesome month, two, three months, but then you know if someone doesn't want their bike painted, you know, you better hope you save. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you try and get in with like some of the clubs and you know, like within without your area? Is that you know, you do somebody's tank and then is it kind of like spreading throughout, you know, some of the clubs or just like what sort of I, you know, like how the it's more word of mouth, okay. you know, really a lot of word of mouth with the, the bike stuff. Um, for a while, you know, just being in with a lot of the dealerships too that sold motorcycles. Um, but in the last several years, like a bunch of the bike shops have closed. Um, like there's still a market there, but it's not what it was 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? yeah. Orange County Choppers isn't on TV anymore, you know, or whatever that show right. was. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so one thing that like I, I give you a credit, a lot of credit for, and I think has helped, you know, as I watch the stuff that at least we see come in, um, is that your art has not only, I think, a really consistent feel to it, to the design, but you also have certain themes and certain things. And even if you're doing, you know, a guy that's meditating or a, a fish or a whatever, it still kind of all feels like your artwork. Um, right, so, like, at, at what time, you know, did you really <clears throat> consciously make an effort to develop a style? Like, how did you start with that to kind of, you know, were you trying to mimic other other people's styles and it kept morphing? Or how did you kind of get to the point that it's like, like, I see your stuff and I know it's yours, you know? Right. But obviously that had to, it's got to be some progression oh, yeah. to get there. You yeah. Know? And there's always all kinds of influences, you know, people that I look up to, like uh, Alex Gray, he's an amazing artist, um, does some really wild, just like... Um, I can't think of the right word for it, but it's like spiritual sort of art. Like, and I always liked the way he was able to portray like what's on the inside, you know, portray a feeling instead of like, you'll see a lot of skulls and stuff like that in my work, but it's not like macabre or, you know, supposed to be scary. It's just like, it's what we're made of, you know, it's like, Underneath everything, that's what's left. Um, but him, H.R. Geiger, um, and definitely, like, even, you know, modern artists that are out there, like uh, Gerald Tidwell, he's been a huge influence and definitely helped me figure out how to 
jump from paper to computer because I had no clue. <laughs> so is he kind of, you know. has he kind of been like your art mentor in a sense, you know, like that yeah, for along yeah, the way? Just, did you guys already know each other or was there some sort of, you know, you saw his art and you said, hey, man, I really like your stuff. And you just kind of developed a friendship or did he reach out and say, hey, like, I want to. I want to help you along. I want to mentor you. You know, like how did that all happen? Right. Well, he, I don't know if he's quite the mentor type, but whether he likes it or not, he has been. Um, it was definitely something where I'd seen his work. He's been doing just awesome stuff. You've probably seen a ton of it that you had no idea it was even his stuff. Like it's out there so much. Um, but yeah, I, been following his artwork and then one day I had uh, <laughs> I had posted something up I can't remember if his Facebook or Instagram and somehow he saw it and he messaged me and wanted to buy it oh, you know and I'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you know and got to talking with him and we ended up doing like a, a swap. Like he bought one painting and then we did an art trade on another. And that was definitely, you know, just a cool point where I was like, okay, I think I'm doing something, you know, right. Cause we're kind of in the same industry. He does, you know, it got into some pinstriping. He does a lot of hot rod art. Um, so that's probably one way or another how we, like got connected um but yeah yeah he helped me uh figure out like just taking illustration work and doing like the ink work which is basically what we do for the pens you know and scanning it and then doing the final color and all that stuff in photoshop so when you're coming up with an idea or you decide, like, what's your process from, you know, you get the idea in your head, you know, you said you're scanning stuff, you know, you know, a lot of people use a tablet to draw or, you know, work in certain software or more traditional right. artists, you know, like what, when you, you come up with your idea, like what, what happens at that point, you know, like from the initial idea to any yeah. concept? Well, usually, I don't know, ideas can come a couple different ways. Um, one is it's just there in my head and it bugs me until I get it out onto paper, you know, and sometimes, you know, I'll, it'll take a couple months before I'm finally like, okay, <laughs> you know, and go ahead and draw it out. And then other times it's just sitting down with the sketchbook and a, a pencil you know, and just kind of sketching and seeing what comes out on the paper. And then once you get that idea down, so, you know, you draw out your design. At this point, are you, like, when you're thinking about your artwork, are you thinking about how will this work out as, you know, a pin or a print? Or are you just kind of putting the idea down and then you're translating it later based on like what you want to use it for, you know, or are you, are you right. thinking in pen at this point, you know, when you're, when you're drawing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Cause you're right. Like after a while of <clears throat> taking, you know, regular style sketches 
and then okay thinking how will this work into color blocks for a pin you know all of a sudden your brain starts drawing that way <laughs> to where you know <laughs> in a way you know it's kind of dumbing down you know the actual piece of art in a way to make it work as a pen, you know? So sometimes I draw it that way to begin with. And then other times, you know, I'm just do, do a complete finish, nice, you know, sketch using like, I'll use a lot of times like a blue colored pencil and kind of rough it out. And then I'll come back with like a, just a regular mechanical pencil. And really, you know, add shading and a complete word. Um, and then at that time, I'll take uh, some graphic 360 paper, which is kind of a like a tracing paper for the graphic artist. Lay that over uh, on a white box and then go in and just hand ink everything, all the hard line work, which then gets scanned in the computer. Yeah, so you're taking, I mean, all of your stuff basically is starting sketchbook, yep. traditional style, and then you're, you're, you know, like piecing it together, getting it down where you kind of want it, and then you're doing, you're just going straight up and you're doing a black and white coloring book, like basically mold lines. Yeah. You yeah. know, like uh, sketch that, and then you're taking that and physically scanning that into the, into yeah. the computer, and then what are you using after that? <laughs> You know, you've got your black, you're basically, you're doing a black and white version, essentially, and then you're, yep. where do you take that after that? Um, so basically, it goes into Photoshop, and then I'll delete out, like, the white background. So I'm just left with just the black artwork. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, from that point come in and I can clean everything up in there. So if I want to need to change a line or clean a curve up or anything like that, you know, I can just do it there easily instead of worrying too much on the original link that it's going to work perfect, you know. And then um, are you using then, like a tablet or something? You know, like uh, once you get into Photoshop, oh, are you mouse? You know, right. are you mousing around or using a tablet or? Yeah, I've got a, a Surface Pro, so I can draw on the screen. You know, for simple cleanup or add a little line. But as far as drawing from scratch, it's I don't know if it's just the the computer or me. <laughs> But it's pretty difficult. Have you tried doing um, that, taking a design from like initial concept and then jump straight to the tablet and mess around and mess around doing that, or is everything just like traditional? I, I really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm about due for an upgrade on my computer and all that stuff, and I'll I'll probably get something that I can draw a little better you know, on the screen. Um, but yeah, everything starts from a sketch. Wow. And so I end up with like three separate pieces of art, <laughs> you know, while I'm done. <laughs> and have you and, got into selling those? Like, are you ever taking those original sketches or, you know, because as people are getting more, you know, I see sometimes your pins sell out. 
I think the last one you put up, the red translucent gold skull one, was basically gone yeah. right away. Are you getting people yeah. asking you, or are you trying? Are you also selling the original sometimes? I I haven't really been able to part with. It. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a weird part of me that like just enjoys have, have a big old school portfolio thing that I've had since high school and it literally has like just hundreds of drawings in it. <clears throat> so I at some point I probably will sell you know some of the inks um, I have gifted you know to you know close friends and family you know some of the drawings but I really haven't been like hey this is you know for sale yeah yeah so and then once you get it in you got the black and white you clean it up a little bit photoshop yep. um you know i mean i see you you've developed like a very certain kind of color feels with metal you know picking your like you've got a you're always doing like a copper version you know and there's yeah. probably blue I, I fell in love with that <laughs> copper and blue but it's like every time I, i'm like i've got to have at least one and what got you into doing, you know, because uh, I know within, you know, the pin world, there's different kind of groupings. And, and uh, I believe you follow a lot of the people that do like the kind of collectible pins and they have yeah. these certain colorways, you know, is that because you, for anybody that's not familiar with the stuff, I mean, you number everything. At this point, yeah. it's like all glow, everything. <laughs> Uh, if it doesn't glow, uh, it's got glitter. If it doesn't have glow or glitter, it's black ink, and it, you know which might even have glitter. And then now it might even be translucent ink. Um, but you know what made you kind of decide to start doing all the variants? You know, because in the beginning you were doing it's in like this certain colorway or or, or this. Like right. what what made you take that jump to be like? Oh, shit. Even the idea of, well, let me make this limited because, you know, in a weird mm -hmm. way, it creates that thing where you're like, okay, I'm potentially <laughs> capping myself if it's a hit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's tough. <laughs> it might make people buy it quicker, thinking it might not be around, you know, or this is their only right. chance. So, what made you kind of go in to enter into that world where there are other pin makers that you were following and you were collecting yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, by by the time I started doing going to limited edition, I really I had started realized there was a whole like world of pins out there, you know, at, which I had no idea at the time we started, and you know, seeing stuff was more limited edition, and I liked it mainly for the fact of like just really considering it art you know not just a pin you throw on your hat and or throw in a drawer you know something that's actually you know people would value and like keep safe and hang on to you know um i liked that idea you know rather than <clears throat> like you said you kind of cap yourself that way if like everyone wanted that one yeah, I could sell maybe 500 of them, but I don't know. I'm kind of always interested on making the next, you know, the next thing. 
So you so think it allows you to keep, so it allows you to kind of keep moving on, right? Like there's yeah, not it's like a chapter. Right. You know? There's not an evergreen pin that you're just like this is the one that pays the bills, you know, and then, you know, there's <laughs> other right. things. And, I mean, yeah. I think that's interesting because you're coming at it not really as merchandise. You know, you're you're not really yeah. coming at it as like, well, let me create merchandise. Let me start wholesaling. You know, let me, mm -hmm. uh, this is, I'm building this kind of a brand in this sense. You're viewing it really as pieces of art. And yeah. you're coming up with these different ways, these different color palettes, these different things that are all you know, developed, like I said, over the past, I don't even remember, probably maybe two years. I don't know how long you've been doing all the limited stuff. Um, with all the colorways, it's starting to develop these kinds of palettes that are very you. Um, yeah. And I think that's interesting because, you know, we we deal with, you know, at Alchemy, we deal with all sides of it. You know, we get the people that mm -hmm. want to do like a five-inch pin you know and it's crazy right. limited and they can sell it for 50 bucks and that's definitely considered like the person's buying that is not putting it on their hat you know what i mean you can't physically right. but yeah. that's an art collectible and so yeah, that's the way on a wall right <laughs> so that's the way you're approaching it is more like i this is these are really pieces of art like yeah they may be smaller they may be technically wearable but really, you're you're buying something for your, a collection, in a sense, to yeah. to like, yeah. Yeah, I look at it, you know, just in the same light as limited edition art prints. You know, you might have three different variants of the same piece of art you printed, and they're all limited. I I just I don't know. It makes it feel more special than. Okay, once these are gone, I can order a thousand more. Right. <laughs> <You know. laughs> and is that led Which, to have you developed like have you seen an aftermarket at this point for some of your stuff, you know, or like yeah. um or are there people that you know, I know you always do uh gold with white ink that glows, you know. There's always mm -hmm. a certain portion of the order that's got this colorway, this colorway. Like are you starting to get people that always buy X colorway, you know, oh, or right. Whatever. Yeah. Everyone really likes to go after, of course, you know, whatever lowest variant number is <laughs> like a limited edition of 25. People are going to try and of course get them first, you know, um, those will sell out in 30 seconds. You know? Wow. Um, but you know, you talk about having glow and all the different metals on each of them. You know, I always try and make it a hard decision, you know, like to choose your favorite. You know, so each one, even if it's a LE25 or edition of 100, like the edition of 100, I want that to be the most awesome one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> So whichever one you get, you're not getting, you know, oh, I got the brown one. <laughs> hey, I got stuck with the brown one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but it keeps it fun and interesting. Sometimes I have to, you know, reel back and be like, okay, I just came up with 10 variants. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there is a limit to where I'm like, okay, that's too much if, we want to do more we'll do some new colorways down the road 
So, I mean, what do you, when you come up with a new design, I mean, what, you, I know you do a goal, you know, you usually do some gold that there's no ink even. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have, would you have a kind of a, a mountain mind or are you like, okay, I'm going to do six variant, six kind of variants. You know, we know two of them are kind of locked in. Um, now I got to come up with four colorways or, you know, what point, like said, you're not going and saying, oh, let me do 10 different versions of this exact thing. Is right. there... Is the reasoning behind that, you know, I, I guess, does that come from like, okay, well, I don't want to make it like too confusing or I don't want it to be, you know, like at the factory more confusing or, you know, like where's that I balance am, come I out? I am you concerned know? <laughs> in that sometimes. Like I want the colorways to make sense in a way that when the factory is coloring them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this the flow makes sense. Um Really, when I'm coming up with colors, you know, I've got Jess here with me, and she's, like, an amazing color genius Mm -hmm. and has a design eye. So, you know, I'll come up with a handful, and, like, we'll sit down together and, like, figure out, okay, this works, this doesn't. She's, like, try adding this color in, you know. um, It's – that's – kind of the fun part of it you know it's never really intentional to have like a set color way um but usually that copper and blue comes back (laughs) it's always a copper and blue yeah i mean the copper and blue looks amazing together so i you know i can't hit on the the color way um yeah, I mean, have you, you know, I was saying, like, have you seen any kind of an aftermarket? Are people, are there collectors at this point that are like, you know, I, I don't even know oh, yeah. where, you know, these aftermarkets, if it's like eBay or, you know, I think you mentioned you're in some Facebook, like, pin groups and things like that. Um, yeah. Ha- have you fallen, have you gotten into some of that where you're seeing things where you just go, holy shit, like, somebody wants yeah. to pay X amount for this pin, you know? <laughs> right, Yeah. I mean, so we've got a a Facebook group, you know, for the Crunchy Fingers pin brand and artwork. Um, and it's uh, Crunchy Fingers Pins and Art by Zach Matthews and Jessica Smith. And uh, it's kind of a place where people can come for information, you know, peeks at, you know, what we're working on. And then they're also able to buy, sell, and trade with each other. So it's kind of a upfront view to see that aftermarket, and it's it's wild. Like at first, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they're crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're selling, you know, twenty dollar pen for a hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, um, but the more I understood, you know, how people love collecting and people who are, you know, really passionate about it and that that really was a driving force where, you know, the more excited everyone got about one thing, the more they're excited about the next thing, you know, so it it all works out. So what made you decide to start, you know, uh, your own private kind of Facebook group, you know, that is basically people come there just to talk about your stuff to collect and trade and, and do all that. 
Yeah. Did you just say like, well, screw it. I'm going to start this thing and hopefully some people come over or did some other artist friends say like, Hey, you know, who do the kind of, that are in the kind of a similar field that with the collectible bins, do they say, Oh dude, you really need to be like making this group that these people can, can chat with each other. Like how do you get, how do you decide that you're going to jump on that? Yeah, it was kind of like what you were saying. Just enough people were like, you really need to have a group for these, you know? I had a business page for it, and that was about it. You know, I'd put drop information and where the website was. (laughs) Um, And I didn't at first really understand, like, the the importance or the value of having, you know, a group around crunchy fingers, you know. Um, But it's become, you know, kind of a a little community of, of people that, you know, are excited and collect the pins and, you know, and for the most part, it's a lot of cool, good hearted people, you know, so it's been turned out to be positive because I'd seen other groups where people are ruthless and crazy. And I'm like, I don't know <laughs> like if I want to be involved. And so that's where like, uh, you guys like people will come in there and you guys will do the sneak peeks in there and stuff. So are, do you feel yeah. like I said with building a community, have you felt like since you've decided to do the group that that is kind of in a sense, like helped to build everything on, on top of each other, you know, um, like, I believe so, man. like we've got somebody's asking, you know, how did you build the community that follows you? You know, like how, yeah. How did how do you even get to the point that you've got this community? You know that that is right, coming out. Right. Well, at the the point we started, there was already like a lot of people collecting, um, so they were buying and sell. Like, there's other like pin groups on Facebook that are just for all pins. You know, so people were already kind of buying and selling with each other there with your stuff. With my stuff, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, the following I we had built on Instagram, you know, kind of all that together, just started it and grew it organically. You know, we didn't do a lot of like um, we do a lot of giveaways, but you'll see sometimes where it's like we'll do a giveaway and to enter, you've got to tag all these people and do all this stuff to get other people into the group. And we just really wanted people to be there that wanted to be there. So just let it grow organically over, I think after about a year, there was like 1,500 people in there. Holy shit, there's 1,500 people in just like your Facebook group of people that are, wow, damn, all right. And then it's been, I want to say, almost two years now. And there's like 2,700 people. Wow. It's, it's crazy. You and know, you're doing course. things to actively nurture this community. You know, like, <laughs> right. like I said, it started, you're going, oh, hey, I'm seeing people kind of trading or talking about getting involved in this with my stuff. I need to build this right. own community. Um, but, I mean, how often are you in there? Are you kind of responding to people or people asking questions you know is it kind of a place where they're able to also you know get to know you a little bit better you know get to know more about the brand that's kind of 
because really you're, it's building the brand more. It's kind of supporting right. those things. Um, and so are you in there kind of actively commenting on everything and, and trying to, like I said, tease and do things to, to help really continue to grow that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just try and be present, you know, find balance where you're not like so focused on that that you're not doing anything else. Right. But, you know, go in there and check in on things. You know, if people have questions, you know, I can answer them directly in a comment. And, you know, me and Jess can easily, just through having admin, you know, it pops up in notifications if someone posts it in there. And you can go check it out. And, you know, in a way, not trying to police it, but making sure you know, nothing crazy is happening, <laughs> you know, because people could be crazy. But for the most part, you know, following, you know, I think just setting a good example of being a human being, <laughs> you know, kind of helps everyone else, like, kind of stay in that vibe in there. Well, and it helps to humanize you, too. You know, I mean, you know. Yeah. With- because when people are following an artist, you don't know really anything about them. You know, you don't know, yeah. oh, hey, Zach's like a really down-to-earth, like, chill dude. You know, you don't you don't know I, this stuff. You see the art and, you know, the communities that are building and buying. But would you say that, you know, in terms of, obviously, this has become, this is a business. This is how it supports your, you know, your, your family and everything. Is this something, would you feel like the Facebook group has helped in a way, you know, if we're looking at other artists that might see this are going, hey, you know, I've got people that maybe collect my stuff. Do you feel like that helped to kind of raise the awareness and your when you do drops of them selling out quicker? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if we're looking at it, I know it wasn't jumped into as, oh, this is like a business opportunity. You know, right. it's really more like, oh, we should probably get a home for people that want to talk about our stuff. But do yeah. you feel like that that is aided, you know, like, at, is that something that you would suggest to another artist that might be in a similar spot? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It, it takes a little bit of work. Um, and naturally, you know, I'm kind of an introvert. So just even the idea of having, a, you know, a group based around my stuff where I had to, <laughs> you know, be present was like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but you know, we're all just people and things that it's cool to see that there's a place where I can show stuff that inspires me and show my art and, you know, me and Jess's stuff and, um, that people are there to enjoy it, you know, and are supportive, you know, it's kind of a, kind of helps you know, if you're having a, a day where you just aren't feeling it, you know, and then you see someone pop in there and they make a post with, oh, my God, this is the most amazing pin, you know, and it just kind of is like, OK, <laughs> yeah, life's not we that bad. This. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> and I don't know if you're still doing I mean, I'm fortunate enough. Uh, I've seen a couple of your like just complete customs you know i don't know if you're doing that much but like i said sometimes you know you do these ones within a run that'll be gold there's no ink uh and you know 
you have the skill set and you the tools as well uh, to do these custom pieces. And I mean, I have one that is like candy coated. I didn't, you know, I learned the term candy coating from you, uh, yeah. but it's like red candy coated because of my daughter's name. And it's got like yeah. some universe crazy pearls. I don't even know that the pin basically right. looks like it should be a thousand dollars, which is like mind blowing. I mean, do you have, <laughs> I don't know. I know you said you've done some of those too, as like giveaways. Are you still doing much X. I mean, that's like a very unique skill set that you have. Like if you gave me a bunch of paint and some stuff and said, Hey, you know, color this yeah. pin and make it look interesting. It would look like total <laughs> crap, you know? Um, right. So is that something, you know, that you still kind of take advantage of or I don't yeah, want to say absolutely. take advantage, but like it's, I mean, talk about a piece of art. Like you literally make them into a one-off. Yeah, a one-off. Yeah, you know <laughs> what do you do with those? Because you know, I, how do you value that? You, I don't know how many hours you put into one of those, but you know, if you look at it, go, no okay. matter what I charge, it's always undercharged. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I end up having way too many hours, and then I'll put a price with it, and I'll still be like, oh my god, that's a lot of money, right. <laughs> you know. But I'm like, okay, but it's fair. Yeah, you you're know, like, all right, I made good. five dollars. Whoever an gets hour. it. Yeah, if they really want it, you know, that's a fair price. Yeah, I mean, um, I I still have mine. It, it's hands down like the most insane pin. It, it's so clearly a piece of art. Not, not yeah. you know, the factory obviously, and and you know, you've been doing <laughs> stuff so long. And even when I went over to visit the factory, um, you gave me one to give to them. Oh I yes. I, yeah, and they still have it, you know. And I mean, it's definitely helped out. They definitely know who you are. Um, but, but can I, you do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you think you guys can do this to a run? Like, you crush some real opals and yeah. like. <laughs> I think you told me you were like uh, this one. Actually, I don't think I could price because I would feel too bad about it. Because like, I think yeah. there was like real opal. It was just yeah. <laughs> it was totally yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's like one side of it that I think, too, you know, I know maybe time-wise or things, it might be harder to get those out. But when I see those or when those pop up, that is like such yeah. a unique ability that you have um, over a lot of these artists that are that are in the game that are that are making pins, you know. And, and how do you, because you, you produce so much stuff at this point. I think you, you said, what, like 50 designs at this point of... Roughly somewhere in there. I was looking at the different, the different cards, you know, Uh, the back of cards. Yeah. And yeah. And I counted up that I had was roughly about 50 different ones. And there's several before us doing fancy backing card (laughs) or collector's cards with them. Um, But yeah, definitely the custom pieces. I think that helped drives people to us as well you know just making those unique pieces was i don't know people didn't know what to think of it you know (laughs) (laughs) with like the candy stuff and it just was kind of uh like i think started doing it with the uh the first uh katana pins i had a bunch of um antique silver ones and 
had some candy from a bike motorcycle project. And was like, well, I've got a few of these sitting around that hadn't sold yet. <laughs> you know, just started painting them. And like, even at that point, like I had no idea, like that was a thing, but apparently like there's a whole subset of groups dedicated just to, they call pin modding. So they'll take commissions where people will send them their pins and have them painted a certain way. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's so wild to me, you know, when, when we started making pins, I, you know, I, even the way kind of got involved with this was like, I was making pins for my own brand and mm -hmm. that was, it was definitely not doing it as an art thing. You know, it was like right. a supportive piece right. of merchandise. Um, and it's so wild to see how much the pin community has changed and how much people are pushing it. You know, I mean, like, like what made you decide, like, you know what, I'm going to make this, all nine colors are going to glow. You know, like. <laughs> well, that's back to, if you're going to make them, make them each awesome. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's. I don't want to have just one that's like, okay, that one's really cool. And then have all these other variants and they're like, eh. <laughs> right. There's like the one glow variant. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, well that's the cool fancy one. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you make them all. Right. Yeah. I get it to make it like more challenging with that. Um, you know, and as somebody that's produced countless thousands of whatever pins, um, you know, obviously when you're working with production and you're dealing with, you know, you send your stuff, let's say, over to us. We work it out. We send it over the factory. And then basically we just kind of, you know, cross our yeah. fingers a little bit. Um, but, you know, as somebody that's created a lot, you know, we, we see a lot of pin makers or people that are new to merchandise. There's all levels of kind of sensitivity um, with getting the product in, you know. Right. Like when, when you're doing all this stuff and you're pushing it and you, you get the pins in, you know, like I, I know personally you're relatively more relaxed about um, how stuff comes in, the handmade side of it. Is that something right. that you kind of like got more used to kind of along the way? Or, um, you know, how do you, how do you, the way you approach it, I think is like pretty unique and, uh, you know, more advanced in a sense of, dealing with the process involved you know <laughs> right well just understanding that it is a production piece you know it's uh, just from experience hand painting them i know how difficult it is just to do one and how <laughs> many hours you know i spend trying to make this one as humanly perfect as possible and they're still not perfect you know right um and it's uh you know when we sit down me and jess will sit down with all the pins and you know after we've designed the cards and all the cards come in then we sit down and do you know quality control you know and look through each of them and we kind of judge it on you know if i got this would i be happy with it? you know and if it's a yes, you know, <laughs> it gets carded <laughs> and uh, kind of go from there. But it, I don't know. 
it just all balances out in the end. I think I was <clears throat> probably a little more concerned on that side in the beginning, just because I didn't know. Right. You know, I had never actually had something, a physical object produced, like mass produced. So it's all been a, a learning experience. Do you think like coming up from, you know, doing custom stuff that that is changed or, you know, like influenced your approach on, on like I said, that you're, you're like making a mass produced in a sense, you know, like product. Um, do you <coughs> yeah. feel like that's like influenced your take on, on this stuff? Like I said, you're, you're doing one pin, you're painting it, you're going, holy shit, like this is yeah this is crazy right you know like i I feel for the artisan like and i call them that you know the artisans skilled workers that are hand coloring things because artists are so complicated they're not able to throw them in the the machine that where the computer inks up right they're still one by one hand colored hand cleaned and uh, it blows my mind. Yeah, so I definitely have some compassion for <laughs> the work they do, and that <clears throat> we're all human. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, it's wild. I mean, you know, and what's made you? You know, I've seen. You know, you do one of the most recent pins that you put out. You know, it was this three D skull um, that was reset, kind of like at a lower profile and then we did, you know, you put some translucent ink over it. Like, and, and you even, I don't know, I'm assuming it's can't came from the candy coating and all that, but you know, yeah. you constantly tried to push us in a way that yeah. I think is amazing. Like, can we do this? <laughs> yeah. And you know, you were kind of saying like, Hey, can we do a blue translucent metal? It's like, I don't know if you're willing to, yeah, to find yeah. out, you know, um, and we experimented for I think a couple of years, and sometimes it was close, <laughs> but it was in the sense of knowing like this is an experiment, you know. <laughs> and uh, but now we've they've got it figured out, and we just had to have the right description and understanding of you know the materials used and. I think the last three we've done have all been like just awesome. Yeah, yeah, we even tried looks... glow in the dark metal at that one point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. which, which, <laughs> by the way, if anybody's curious, you can technically make the glow, the metal yeah. glow, but then you can't add ink to it because it's so porous that it just like right. looks like garbage. <laughs> uh, but if anybody uh-huh. wants a glow in the dark metal pin, you can do it if there's no ink in it. Um, yep. So, I mean, as, as the kind of the brand is built and stuff, do you have any kind of, you know, any tips or any advice that you can give to anybody that is either, you know, maybe they're starting out with this, they're just dipping their toes into it, or, mm-hmm. you know, is at a point of almost that transition? Because, you know, this is essentially, like I said, your full-time gig is doing this merchandise for the most part at this point, right? Yeah, Um I pretty much am taking like jobs on with the motorcycle stuff as they come in. I'm no longer like really actively beating the pavement, trying to get that kind of work in Um, and just really enjoy, you know, the pin side of things. 
still love doing the pinstriping and stuff like that, but kind of at the point where it's like, I enjoy doing it and I can take on the projects I really want to do and actually have the counterbalance of the pin stuff. So if there's a project that does come in, like the automotive stuff, if I don't really want to do it or the money's not right, I can say no. And for for years, yeah, for years, it's like, you just can't say no. I mean, you can. And sometimes I've had to, but you need that money. So you're like, okay, I'll do that for less than <laughs> less than I should just because, yeah, we need the money. But having the pin stuff, it's, you know, kind of brought balance to all that. Um, definitely for anyone wanting to get into it or that already has, just be patient, you know. Um Put out work that you love, you know, stuff that you're excited about. Um, That's the best judge right there. Um, And it doesn't always work, you know. Don't don't be too afraid to fail because that's that's part of it, you know. Sometimes you're going to just knock it out of the park and other times – you're like, yeah, I kind of knew that wasn't my best work, but I, you know, <laughs> did it anyways. Um, and just having a good support system is great, too. You know, uh, definitely Jess, she's my rock. <laughs> yeah, it keeps me grounded and sane. <laughs> Picks all your uh, colors, you know. Yeah, dude. She's definitely my color genius, and she tells it like it is, you know. If I'm working on something, and I've even got to the point where, like, okay, I'm about to send this to Greg, you know, (laughs) final thoughts and words, and then just scrapping something because it's like, you know, she'd tell me that's it's not quite there, you know. And I just, I trust her and believe her. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we'll put that in the back file, you know, and come back to it six months and look at it again. Did you ever try, like, in the beginning parts of it, did you ever try, I don't want to say, like, chasing a trend or chasing a sale? You know, like I said, when I see your stuff, <laughs> it reads very much you. And I, I've, you know, yeah. I'm so used to your artwork. And like I said, it can be all over the place there's always it always kind of floats around this certain certain vibe to it but like a dream state yeah you know i'm like but right you know it's like do you when you're coming up with the designs are you thinking like like i said you do stuff that you think is cool that you like that that you love or you feel is good work but you know has that changed at all from in the beginning did you ever try and like, you know what's going to sell uh, a samurai? Yeah. Set, you know, um, like how much does that influence mm-hmm. or has that changed for you from when you're kind of starting out to how you're doing things now when you're coming up and deciding right. things? I mean, that's, that's always a pitfall, you know. It's like you can have an idea of something like, oh, yeah, that, that's going to sell. But 
I don't know. We're we're doing this stuff primarily stuff that we feel good about, you know, and it doesn't always mean like, oh yeah, everyone's gonna, you know, wanna buy that, you know, because <laughs> it's pop culture or, you know, there's tons of people, you know, that focus solely on pop culture or horror movies, you know, stuff where there's already, you know, a following. Um <clears throat> There's times, you know, where you're like trying to think of something that will work good, um, but usually those aren't the best ideas. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've got a you know a handful of close friends and family that you know I'll show stuff to before I even remotely share it, you know, with the internet. <laughs> and kind of get some feedback and, you know, Jess is first to see things. And, you know, I can tell just look at her face <laughs> when she's seen it for the first time, you know, whether, you know, that's, you know, whether she's feeling it or not. That's always a, a good judge to me. No. Usually if she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, whenever we got the first uh, speaker pens, the 3D skull ones, when she saw those first, she was like, oh, my God, like, that's really cool. And then I felt like everything was going to be just fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good to have that person that's in your life that'll tell you if something sucks, you know, yeah. at the same point. Because, yeah. I mean, same thing, you know, with my wife, Vicky, will, you know, when I come up with her tour with ideas about stuff, you know, even like with the business or different things like that, you know, I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? And yeah, instantly it's like, I don't even sometimes need to see the look, you know, you right. can just get the feel of it and you're like, okay, that was a really yeah. bad, idea. maybe that's a dumb idea. Uh, yeah. Tossing that one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's good. Cause I right. try, you know, it's good to have that person that you can bounce things off of, whether that's like another artist Absolutely. or, you know, a partner or whatever it is, somebody that it will tell, you know, will say it like it is and be like, I d don't do that. Don't, you know, or, or yeah. it's just not there yet. Or It's so important. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, you know, it's like in that moment, you might be like, oh man, <laughs> you know, I just spent a lot of time, <laughs> you know, but over time and trust, you know, with that individual, you know, especially Jess, a couple of my old school friends, you know, they're just going to, be brutally honest, yeah. <laughs> you know, and any artist, you know, having a truly honest critique of your work is terrifying, <laughs> but it helps you grow. You know, if everyone sat there and just was like, oh, you're wonderful. This looks so good. You know, you're never going to like push yourself to make the next one better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. We got. We do have some people watching. I don't know if anybody has any questions for Zach uh, that I could ask him. Uh, you know about art, or if there's like a, about process, or or anything like that um, that you're just curious to know about his work. Because um, yeah, I mean, so what what's next? You know, you're you're doing pins now. Do you, are you going to try and kind of like stay in the pins or I know you talked about, you did prints before you looking to kind of expand mm -hmm. into other stuff. Like what, what's next for, for Zach Matthews? 
Um, definitely will continue to do the pins, but with anything, you know, we're always just like thinking of, okay, what is, what's the next step in becoming, you know? Um, I just never feel like getting to the end is a thing, you know? You go through one thing and then you're like, okay, well, what's the next thing? You know, that's what kind of keeps you passionate and excited. Um, so we definitely want to get into some sort of, you know, clothing, um, some sort of apparel as well at some point. Um, but doing it right, you know, um, you know, things that are thoughtful as far as the manufacturing and I don't know. It's something me and Jess are toying around with, trying to find what direction that would be. Um, <clears throat> and just getting back into, you know, painting, doing some larger paintings. Um, also, sculpting. Like, that's something I used to do. I hadn't done it in a long time, and I just went and bought a bunch of two-part epoxy, <laughs> you know, uh, clay and a bunch of new tools to you know do sculpting with. Um, that's definitely something I had always had fun with. Uh, my mom's a, she's a potter. She does ceramics and has a kiln in a potter's wheel and grew up around that. So I just always enjoyed you know doing that stuff too. Um, is that something yeah. that you like? Would you would you look into doing that? Like selling, like doing a sculpture, doing kind of those fine art pieces, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been real into looking at like a lot of the the cool like like toys, like sculpt. Like, have you seen like the art toys? Yeah, like, those are crazy. Yeah, some of them are insane. And just been looking into like how to do casting and. You know, just things that keep my mind excited, you know. Nice. I love learning any sort of, like, new process. Um, and I mean, we do have a couple questions here, too. Uh, yeah, go ahead. asking if there's other artists that you found through the pin community that you that you found to be inspiring, that you've discovered from, the you know, being involved with pins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely... Um, like, I'm sure they've heard of, like, the artistry um, group. They're basically kind of a, a pin collective, and they produce um, all sorts of different artists. But they work with a lot of top-notch people doing really cool stuff. They push the boundaries on size. They'll have pins that have, like, 30 colors in them, and they're, like, three and a half inches big, and... Um, definitely, uh, the Olive Knight, he goes by talk. He's a really cool artist. I got to know him, worked on a little project with him a couple years ago. Um, but he's into making some toys now. So that's been kind of inspiring me as well to kind of just get back into sculpting. Really, that's the part I, I want to get into. If I figure at some point I better be able to make some sort of 
I don't know, something we could throw on the website. Right. So people could get their hands on them. Then do you also collect pins as well as design? Like, yeah. Do you, do you yeah. have like a big home <laughs> pin collection? Yeah. 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 And I, I wish off the top of my head I could think of, you know, more pin designers. Um, definitely a rebel art design. They do a lot of Star Wars stuff. And I've got quite a bit of Star Wars pens and different cartoon pens and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so you buy the pop culture stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So I, I collect the pop culture stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, so you um, don't no. have like a collection of the like five inch, you know, uh, crazy pins and stuff like that that you've got going I've on. Got, I've got some. I've got some, but... I, it got to the point where, like, our boards, like, we have some, like, display cork boards, like, in our dining room, and they're just full, so, and I keep ordering pins. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess so. You know, so, we've got shoe boxes. And <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I mean, we have, oh, geez, I don't even know. There's so many pins here that, like. I was saying at least once my daughter goes to school, she's going to have like hands down the best pin collection, you know, mm -hmm. in all of kindergarten or whatever. Like those kids are going to be totally yeah. jealous of all of her rad pins. Uh, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like the nice thing with pins is they're smaller. You could have like a place to keep them a little bit, you know, like yeah. instead of, I know with prints, uh, like doing 18 by 24, you know, silkscreen prints and stuff, there's only mm -hmm. so much wall space and even, I've got so many prints from over the years of myself and you can only hang up so yeah. many at a time. But, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I would think with those gigantic pins too, you go get like one of those huge, like four foot pin boards. You basically could put mm -hmm. six pins on it, you know, and, and that's right. all taken up. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, there's people doing like 12 inch, like shields, size, <laughs> dinner plate. Uh, it's just wild. And we got another I question. Like stuff that you can, Kind of wear. That you can attempt to wear, at least, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got another question, too. Have you ever done a pin design yeah. collaboration with another artist? Um, no. Um, I have <clears throat> done a design for um, another pin company, kind of a collective, and they produce the pin, and, you know, kind of they pay the artist a certain fee whatnot um and then i did work with talk who i was talking about earlier the all of night <clears throat> and he had this idea where he was he made this really cool drawing of this weird spaceship and he was had a few friend artist friends that he had draw the pilot you know so that there's he made like some prints with it and my pilot was this weird, you know, kind of Ed Roth, Ratfink style octopus thing with, you know, one eye and tentacles hanging over the ship. Um, we had talked about producing those pins, but it just kind of yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> it goes that way sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes it's tough. You know, it's like not every idea can come to fruition, yeah. you know, with everything, but... Um, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and chatting with us. I hope, absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll be putting this up onto YouTube afterwards, uh, over on Alchemy's YouTube channel and please 
you know, do check out Zach's Instagram at Zach Matthews Art, um, crunchyfingers.com. And, you know, uh, definitely check out, too, the Facebook group. Um, and we do have one last question, which I think will be a good one, which is, yeah. what's your favorite pin that you've made? And we can end on that one. You know, it would probably have to be my anatomy pin. Okay. All right. Um, it's kind of that profile shot with the open brain. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, it, it just came out really clean and it's one I still go back and I'll, I'll look at like, that one's just cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I still remember yeah. the red. I, I think it was like a gold, white and red one. Maybe, uh, maybe another small that fact. Up. That was the first one we did the copper and blues with, oh, the, really? <laughs> with the purple and blue glitter. Yeah. So that's the and one that the, basically set it off. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> and then in the brain was white and I wanted blue glow and it tinted the white like that. To blue, blue. Yeah. And so I've been chasing that light blue tone <laughs> in <laughs> all the coppers ever since. But yeah, that's probably it. That well, and robot sandwich. The robot sandwich, of course. Yeah, the very first one. Um, well, Zach, I, I really appreciate you taking the time and also willing to be the guinea pig on our first attempt at uh, doing one of these things. And I appreciate everybody that, Absolutely. that has... My hung out to to watch this live and 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 everything and uh yeah i hope you have a good rest of the night i appreciate you hanging out absolutely man have all a good right. night all right later you too all right later bye creative labs by alchemy with your host greg kerr are you interested in making enamel pins, washi tape, patches, acrylic keychains, and more? Get in touch and create with us at alchemymerch.com.